1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. 800-209-1679, the number to call. We've got loads to talk about. Big injuries in the NFL, college football rolling right along, baseball the home stretch, hockey's about to start, which means basketball's not far away. And before I go to uh, Sean and Mike, I'm going to give... Dave Miller an opportunity to say hello. Well, it's nice and calm in here before these two wing baskets get on the. Dave Miller's in studio. Hi, Dave. How you doing, hey, buddy? Hey, how you doing? I can get a word in now. Yeah, you're you, right. You, Once, you can get a word in now. Once they're on, I can't even say my name. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the basketball coming up, like you said. But a lot of a lot of panic spots this week with injuries. Got two 20 point NFL dogs. That's nuts. In week three, yeah. You never see. You barely even see one the entire it, year. It's a bad look for the NFL. I mean, you know, injuries are one thing. The Dolphins is a completely another tale. But to, I don't ever remember seeing three touchdown favorites in two games 
N- not even this early. No, it's usually in the middle of the season, towards the end. You know, because teams teams aren't supposed to look this bad over two games. But yeah, they. I don't know if they don't lack of talent, not trying, combination of both. But yeah, Miami. What do you do with Miami, Brian? Uh, I, I don't know that you fade them because at, at some point, if if New England, if the game meant something to New England in Week 17, which it probably won't. That number would be 27 and a half, 28. It, it may be if they don't even need the game with Jared Stidham, the quarterback, the number's probably still 16, 17. I don't know. They might start resting guys once they're up by 20 for the postseason. I don't know. <laughs> They'd be resting the backup quarterback against the Dolphins. All right. Hey, I, I, could, I, I got news for you, John and Mike. I, I could get used to this. I, I, I could get used to this. Oh, you mean having Dave there instead of us? Yeah, no, no, I mean not hearing you. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, Dave, you should go. I, I was going to say, Dave, you should go live on Instagram in the middle of the show. I'll hop on live. Oh, jeez. Hey, 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 Brian. Concentrate um, on give, one thing. Give Dave the Wi-Fi because he knew John. We just basically replaced John, and we put some hair on him, and he's got hair on his head. And now he's in studio. He's trying to go live. He's to me. He's freaking out. So can you please give the guy Wi-Fi password? Can you guys just focus on one thing? You know, honest to God, really. You know, John, John comes in here. He's got you know four computers, three TVs, two phones. It's a Best Buy store when you're in studio. Uh, he's working on it. He's working. I, on it. I, I'm getting it. Don't he, worry. Calm down, guys. I, I'm, honestly, I mean, uh, you guys, you got all these buttons you push. All I know is I hope you guys don't ever get a job at NORAD. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's interesting because you have a lot of followers of David. You have a lot of followers of Kenny. You got followers of Brian. You got followers of Mike. You got followers of me. And what I noticed thinking about this show is that it really is, it, you know, it is. It's an amalgamation, if you will. Eat. We all Pardon have me? different ways to speak. <laughs> Word of the day. Huh? Word of the day. Did amalgamation. You... It, it's like there's different ways to skin a cat. You know, that's one of the things I want to like. For new, somebody that's listening to this radio show live or going to listen to this archive, think about it, Brian. You have decades of betting experience with you. You have decades of betting experience with Kenny, with David, with Mike, with me. And the thing is, we what what's amazing, we're all successful – but we all do it completely different. So, you know, when you look at the way David plays, it, it can be, quite honestly, even though it's very probable, it can be nerve-wracking for a lot of squares. And when I say squirrels, I, I mean it with love. Like the guy that's working 9-5, you know, in his mind he wants to come home and he wants to bet that one game. And, you know, Dave's got 30 wins instead of one. So it's like, you know, it's like, again, at the end of the day, what matters is the P&L. But it is interesting to see that you can have a group of people all with the same common goal of making money, but all do it completely different. You're more of you're more you're the eye test guy. You like to watch every game. I think um, I'm the opposite. I don't like any of the games. I'm watching the screens. Mike is a little bit of a combination. Well, let's forget it. Mike's worse than you, Brian. He doesn't even leave the screen for from <laughs> Sunday. It's like forget it. I gotta tell you, all hey, 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 I, just, I, just, I just want you to know something. How sick I am! I literally, well, I, well, last night I did it. I have to do it. 
Uh, I watched you know the Golden Knights preseason game for good reason. I mean, we oh, do a daily hockey that. show here. But the <laughs> yeah, other yeah, night, yeah. I watched a 90-minute Sabres-Penguins <laughs> preseason hockey game. I mean, uh, you know, I. I mean, there, no, no, granted. I mean, every like I said, everybody has their own expertise. But it is funny. Off the subject of us for a second, while Dave's getting situated, let, let I, I got it to work. I got it Mike, to work. Mike, Mike calls my son without my knowledge and says, "Tell your dad to do the red zone." <laughs> so I get the old pouty face call on Facetime. Uh, Dad, can I get the red zone? Because you know, you just go and you click the order. At least he was honest. So we walk, you know, Mike walks him through and shows him how to click OK, and they're going to hammer your dad's bill at the end of the month, problem. And so I bought him a 60-inch TV. This last Sunday was first Sunday with Red Zone. He originally always watches the Oreo, the Raven game. I, I stopped by his mother's house at noon, take a break when they, at halftime, right before halftime, and I said to my ex-wife, where's my son? And she goes, oh, he's in the cave. You, you ruined him. He, he won't come out till the 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 Philadelphia game tonight. He literally brought. He never ate. He never got up to do any. He literally sat there. I called him before the Philadelphia game, and he looked like a ghost. I said, "Buddy, are you getting tired?" Of-? He goes, "I'm a little burnt out watching football." Well, hold on, hold on a second. I think it's the opposite, Brian. What he doesn't realize is instead of the kid playing Fortnite and running his credit card for all the additions all day, too, he did. I'm saving him money by having Red Zone, where he doesn't have to play Fortnite. So, look, I, I was trying to save oh, money here. We're I, you know what? I, for I, the right figure. I, I will tell you this. I played Call of Duty, all right? But, I mean, I, but the Fortnite, did you play the Fortnite thing? Uh, no, sir. So, look, here's the thing. I don't play nothing. Here's what you, the funniest part of it. So, he's got the red zone package. He's got the red zone package. Uh, I said, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to wear out my welcome at his mom's house. So, I left. I said, text me. Text me if, if the Chargers score the Chargers. And he's given me play-by-play play of them missing extra points, missing field goals, throwing interceptions. I'm thinking, it's great. You know, he, he's, he's literally like my sports commentator, text alert, eye in the sky. Every time I had a chance, even though I lost the game, that's not the point. Every time I had a chance to score, he was on it like white on rice. It was, like, amazing. So, you know, get your kid red zone. That's all I got to tell you. If you want him to be a successful professional fantasy league player for the rest of his life, get him red zone. Hey, real quick, because we always do this, and uh, you know, Mike, uh, we we talked about this last week, uh, week one to week two in the NFL, and we said last year Baltimore blew out the Bills and then lost the next week to Cincy. Now you throw a balloon number, and you know they get the win, which is all that matters to them. Uh, but the Cardinals got the money, and and that's the one thing is that one week to the next, these things are night and day different. Well, and I mean, early on in the season, and especially for me, and we talk about this every week. You got to throw out the previous game. You just got to have to go into the game with, you know, a blank slate because a lot of these teams week to week, it's like Jack on. We'll talk about more of this as the season goes on, but every single team, certain weeks they bring it. You just can't believe. I mean perfect example for the Bengals. They went all the way out to Seattle. They had a great performance. They looked sharp even though they lost the game late. They they really played well above the expectation. And then they come home and they lay an egg versus San Francisco. So if you're just looking at the last game and you go look, that's a great place for a square better. That's what they look at. They look at the last game, the stats, the performance, and they bring that over into their opinion for the new game 
which is completely the opposite of what Dave does, where he's just completely a mercenary. He's just falling in love with lines, not caring who they play before. I mean, obviously it plays into it, but he's trying to get the best value on the number, and we'll get into it. Dude, I'm not live right now. I need to know this, Brian. Is he wearing a Seattle Seahawks hat? I don't know. It's come back. On, Hats on, on backwards. I don't know. Do I throw out Miami's last game? Uh, no. Let's see. What is that? No. He's, you know, he's wearing no, a no, Circus shirt. Sports Million hat. Yep. They, uh, okay. They should so, pay you know, me for wearing so, it. So, David, let me ask you something. Like, when you look, the only compelling matchup that I see this week in the NFL is two 2-0 and teams. So, you got 2-0 and Chiefs against 2-0 and Ravens. And, obviously, the Ravens cover against Arizona. But, I mean, I see all this, like, crazy lines on these other games. Of course, look, I'm not going to speak for David. You want access to David's information, you know, you can go to VegasRingers.com. We want to give out all these games. And David has systems. A mythology, but a methodology behind what he does. It's not as simple as getting a game. But what I what I do want to know from you, David, is is Miami the new Cleveland? Is Miami the team that every wise guy is going to bet every single game just because the line's so high? I don't know because um, I don't think Cleveland was ever a twenty point underdog that year, especially in week three. But and I don't even know if the wise guys are all going to bet on Miami, at least not at, at this point, because 21 at Dallas, and it opened, I think it opened, I think it opened. 21 and a half now. What did it open at, 20? Yeah, it opened 21. It opened 21. 21. So, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I think right at post, most of the wise guys will probably try to shoot for a 23, but uh, we're definitely not fist pumping betting it because yeah, I mean yeah, he can easily see him losing every game by thirty. But but uh, you know, the, one, yeah. the one thing is over the history of the, of the they've game, covered even, yeah, the, even when there are big numbers they've and there are bad teams, but they're still professional teams and they're professional players. But this is a dog's breakfast. Uh, you got guys openly, but you got but you got guys openly saying they don't want to be there. They're, they're every week they're trading one of their best players. Uh, th- this is just a runaway freight train of stupidity to the point if you want to step up to the plate, this is like Alabama playing Coastal Carolina. You yeah, know, yeah, you're yeah. throwing darts. You're, you're throwing darts. The backdoor cover is always in play. Honestly, I would just say Miami should be dead to people. I wouldn't even consider their games because you have no clue what's happening. Yeah, it is a gamble. I mean, we can't get into the minds of the – player it it definitely doesn't look good <clears throat> and it does look like they're not really trying it's hard to tell if they're not trying or just really outmatched uh like that so but i, I think at, at post i mean if it keeps going up i think most guys will take it but the, but the one thing that i would say honestly God, as bad as miami is we we i'll, I'll throw this out there right now because we get this <clears throat> nonsensical question from people every year all right, and, and of course it's going to surface now. And maybe now it would be Clemson. But, it, but they would say, oh, uh, what would the line be for Alabama against the Miami Dolphins? Let me tell you, as bad as Miami is, Miami could name the score against Alabama. Right, yeah. Yeah, and they do say that every year with the worst And team. it's a joke. Yeah, every year. The, the, these guys, the Dolphins... Could literally name the score against Alabama. But what if they're not trying? What if that well, theory well, goes? They, okay, if they were trying, yeah. <laughs> Alabama would try for sure. But, but I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where it's a great unknown. And honestly, I, what I would say, John, with the, with the Dolphins, 
is I would I can't I couldn't envision making any play on these guys before a game. That mean would mean to be completely dead to you within game wagering and watch and see. I mean, if they're running for the bus, then do something once you're seeing what's going on. Yeah, I mean, if it's a competitive game too, you always have that option to bet the second half. Like if you sense, okay, these guys really want it, they kind of key the full game spread uh, for second half betting, and and then and then you can just shop around or, or fade a second half move, and that'd be a, that that is another option that you could do. Uh, the other one though, the Jets. Uh, they're plus, it looks like 23, 22 and a half. The Jets are at least trying. So at least there you know you're getting your money in. Uh, w- without any of the random, are they not trying? And, and you know they're going to at least try there. The one thing about that, that's a division game. And the Jets is a thing that injuries cause this, or, or the mono from, from Darnold. But the Jets defenders are familiar uh, with New England. I mean, you can make a case there. Uh, if you say oh, I can't, I can't envision the Jets scoring, but they will slow the Patriots down to a degree that maybe you could form a real opinion on the under there. I, I, I just personally, I just don't know how you can approach anything uh, a Dolphins game. I get if you want to look at a number, say that's an overinflated number, and, and you're betting the number blind. But th- th- there's just such intangibles that are going on between the lines there. But um, you know, and, and I know. John, and my, uh, that's the stuff you guys are doing, man. In-game trading and half times. That I think that's how you approach these games. And the total's a little lower yeah, I mean, too. So, I like that. So for for instance, Brian, this you know this weekend I had a believe it or not a, a in-game. I had a couple in-game, not a lot. I took the over in the second half of the Atlanta game on Sunday night because I just felt like the defense was going to just give up on both sides. Obviously. You know, Julio Jones breaks one with that amazing run, and I get my over. But, I mean, look, the reality is I, I sat here and I scanned all day long uh, for half opportunities last Saturday. I only had two. Um, I won both of them, Colorado minus uh, uh, on the money line to buck and a quarter in the second half, even though they lost the game, uh, which was another debacle crazy. And then I had Northwestern uh, minus seven. You're not offended by that um, in the second half, and um, no, I think they were playing they're UNLV. Ho- they're but the thing UNLV, was, yeah. but the thing was, is that they didn't have a lot of opportunities. What I will say um, is, I was looking at some of the the numbers, um, and, and I'll tell you what this 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 goes back to my friend Troy, which I always mention on the radio. These money line, these the money line this year, and I, I'm going to really get into following this. Not something out of uh, David's wheelbarrow, obviously. It's different but what's very interesting is right now the the favorites in college football and a, and just an abbreviated numbers for you right now are 198 29 if you bet every team on the money line 198 teams have won outright that were favorites on the against the spread and nine underdogs have won the games outright what's amazing is when you switch it to the spread the line makers are right on it again this year, Brian. One sixteen to the favorite, one oh six to the dog, five pushes. So right now you go literally go from eighty seven and a half percent favorites winning outright to fifty two percent. The favorites have a ten game edge over the entire college football season so far. One sixteen, one oh six and five. And uh, you know, it's just amazing because what you if you are someone that specializes in betting money lines you know you got a lot of money lines to pick from 
you've got numbers that are stacked that high. Now, obviously, they're, they're, that's not going to stay that for the entire season. I'm sure it'll come back down to earth. Um, MLB, again, if you're watching the crazy, like today, there's a $500 favorite. Houston's, I think, five today, Brian. I mean, this is the second time the entire season I've seen a line that high. Um, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you're willing to lay 500, um, God bless you because I, I, I'll take the dog just by accident any day of the week. Well, the other and thing, David, is, you know himself, go the ahead. run line. I would do the run line there if I was going to play it. I well, I'm do. saying, Dave, not really. Your focus right now. I mean, your main thing is you're not really. Are you really looking at? Football right now strong or you're basically completely immersed into in the football right now yeah yeah i'm more into football to be honest football is my thing yeah football and, and let me ask you the question we get emails and people knew you were going to be on the air today and in, in the studio and they were all excited did you go live yet on Instagram so people could see your pretty face sure you're yep, there i did oh I mike's did. looking at you he's he, all right Mike's Mike looking at you. I'll look join you after the break. This, 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 is well, wonder- I'll, I'll, this, I'll is, my- this is wonderful radio. Hey, yeah, look at the guy on his phone. <laughs> yeah, so but here, here, here's the question. I, I get an email. Brian, I got an email, and, I, you know, you talk about this Miami-Alabama thing. Let's discuss this amongst us. Let, then let Dave kick it off. I get it. I get the email 20 times a day. What's easier, college or pro football? What's easier, NBA or college basketball? So is there an easier, Mr. Miller? Yeah, well, anything where the spreads move more is means that you can find bigger edges. Because, you know, sometimes you'll lay three and then it, it will go all the way to even seven, you know, with no new information. And you just don't really see that in pro sports. You know, like if a game opens three... Sometimes it'll go to like pick them or four and a half, but it's rare. For the most part, the opens in NFL, uh, they don't they they open and close right around the same. But you've seen, I mean, you've already seen five six point moves over and over in college football. So I would have to say college, and then other things, uh, and then and then a lot of times the limits kind of tell you what's what's easier to beat because the fact that they'll take so much in these NFL games and NBA games kind of tells you that nobody's really winning you know golf matchups stuff like that they'll lower you to to a few hundred in in some cases WNBA so that that stuff's easier to beat if you really study it and get into it well and they they can massage the two-way action so easy in yeah in the NFL so the irony so, so the irony of this is the handle is. It's correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. The handle is bigger in NFL than it is in college, but the one that's easy to beat is college. I actually uh, had someone on yesterday uh, that actually said uh, that, that this past Saturday, b- because of the sheer volume of games, the number of games, college football actually mirrored the uh, <laughs> NFL handle on Sunday. Wow. You think that will go week to week? Eh, I don't know. Uh, I still think at the end of the season. Well, I mean, but you're you're talking. Yeah, but you're talking. I mean, consider you're talking forty-five college games as opposed to you know whatever. Uh, And we're going to get into bye weeks, but as opposed to you know, what was it? Ten in the morning and three in the afternoon. There were thirteen, and then so fourteen. There were fourteen NFL games Sunday. And however many college games were had to be in the neighborhood of forty. That's pretty right. surprising. Well, wow. Yeah. It was so yeah, to give you guys another quick stat, instead of uh, doing these long rants on numbers, this is an ama- some amazing numbers, Brian. 
favorites right now outright on the money line in the NFL after one and two are 20 wins, 11 losers, and tie. Obviously, the Arizona had that tie in overtime, right? The lines are exactly, basically almost flipped when you insert the point spread. The dogs are winning 18 to 13 and 1. So you go from 20 and 11 on the favorites winning outright on the money line to dogs having a five-game edge so far at 60% to 18, 13, and 1. The line makers are doing their job. Well, they always do. I mean, and the numbers you had for baseball and basketball last year uh, you were you know, flat-out remarkable how close it was, both sides and totals. No, oh, it's amazing, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, right now, um, all, all totals in uh, – it's a little you're – gonna, you're going to – this is an amazing stat, Brian. You're a total guy. There's been 30 NFL games. Ten games have gone over. Twenty have gone on. How long is that going to stay like that? Not, I don't foresee that to happen where you're going to have a 66% edge to the under. Well, honestly, this to me, this is the week where we start to figure out, you know, what are we dealing with here? You know, what are these teams actually? Because week one to week two, teams that are 0-2 play with a sense of urgency. Now we've got the Steelers and the Saints. I think the Saints can tread water and survive the injury. I, I thought Bridgewater was okay. And the Saints, I think, will be okay because the division is so-so. I think the Steelers are toast on a stick. Uh but we're, you're still trying to figure out who these teams are. Well, when you look at these these matchups this week, and, and then I'll let you and you and uh, you and uh, Big Mike and Dave get into the NFL. You, you don't have any and two teams playing any zero and two teams, so it's interesting. You got Bengals zero and two at Bills two and zero. You got Dolphins zero and two at Cowboys two and zero. You have Broncos zero and two at Packers two and zero. And the only teams that have the same record. Oh, I'm sorry. You have the Jets zero and two at the Patriots. The only teams that have the same record is that even Kansas City game. Both teams are 2-0. You don't even have two 0-2 teams playing each other. The closest you get is the Redskins-Bears game, which is 0-2 versus 1-1. I mean, you've got a crazy amount of interconference games, too. Uh, you know, I mean, these are all the things. Even in the NFL, you start looking to stuff. Like, you know I'm all jacked about the Bills start, but... They're coming home for their no. opener, and this number goes up to six. And the Bengals, I don't think, are horrific. And the Singletary kid's nicked up. That won't help. And the roof's going to come off uh, the joint because the Bills are 2-0. and But let me tell you something. Even though they're pros, next week New England's coming to town. And there's a real potential for them both to be 3-0 and in week four. Don't kid yourself. The Bills know New England's in the on-deck circle. I'm worried about this game. What do you think that line – what's that line? Do you know that line already? The New England at yeah, Buffalo? It's well, out. it depends what happens this week, but New England – It's already histor- out Westgate. Historically, New England seven when they go to Buffalo. I bet you this time around it would probably be six. John, do you track how the moves have done this year, like the open – and was the early money was the move right? Basically, have you do you ever track that? I'd be yeah, curious so how that's for done. Instance, yeah, the major the major move, I do the the biggest move last week was San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they were plus two. They closed at Pickham, and as you saw, they smashed Cincinnati. So that was like your move of the week last week. With was the San Francisco 49ers? Well, well that two open, open pick they though got, that was pick went to two and back. It to opened pick. pick, then it went to two, but then it went back to pick. So I don't so really I know how to grade that. that. I mean, because it kind of closed. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, well, I guess, okay, so they answered 
if, if, if I'm not grading that correctly, I'm going to start following that for you by request this week. Well, well, it's something. Well, it's something important to know. I mean, you know, is the early money on point, or having misreads all over the place, and then you know maybe you look to fade more games and go with your leans right at post, getting extra market value. You know, actually, you know what, you guys, you guys uh, talk about it. By the way, do you do fantasy like uh, over there, Big Dave? Or you, you're not a fantasy guy. Reality, not fantasy. <laughs> Ooh. Like that, oh, that was like a left hook. Bam! Oh, oh man, that was sweet. I like that. Well, reality, it, not it, fantasy. It, you know, I got news for you. It depends on the kind of money that's involved in your fantasy <laughs> right. league, whether it's fantasy or reality. Yeah, actually, they have some pretty. I mean, big. honestly, so Dave, Dave, we on the on the show now that you're a part of the show, the mainstay for the remainder of the football season. We do this where when the Bills play the Ravens. We have a, a gentleman's wager with, with a little bit on the line with Brian, but now the Ravens get to travel to the Seahawks this year. I know that you're a diehard. No, not so. really. No, not a diehard, but I grew up in Seattle, so. Hey, Mike. Not like him. Mike, friendly advice? You don't even go yeah. there. Don't. That's uh, as far a travel quick. as you Come can. On, man. Don't even go there. Listen. <laughs> Might have a postseason. Uh, real quick. I found it for you, David, to answer your question real quick so that you can. Um, Chargers opened up at three. They were at the close, they went to one. I sh- so that was the jinx on my, my, my Chargers game. Uh, obviously, the Lions won 13 to 10. So you could make a claim the the, the early money won. Yeah, no, it definitely won there. One. No, it won there. Everybody had the Lions. It was um, solid. The Bills opened at two and a half and went to one. The early money was on the Giants and loss, so the early moves are now one and one. Um, the Ravens opened up at fourteen and went down to thirteen. The early money won on uh, the the wise guy money came in and pushed it down on Arizona, so that makes it two and one. Um, obviously, the Patriots opened up at fifteen and closed at eighteen, so now you're three and one with the Patriots winning on the line move. Um, Cowboys opened up at six and a half and went down to six. That was a loser, so that's three and two. That one was kind of the uh, same. That was kind of the same to me. The same. Right, exactly. Um, really, was not much movement on the Steelers game. Three and a half up to four. So, I mean, I guess you could say that it was, was already same. over a key number. Same. Um, the Bengals game went nothing. Really no movement. Uh, the Packers game, really no movement. Um, you know, again, so on the Packers way on that game. Do you watch that game? Did you see how you... What, the Packers Did you game? see how you like that game? Well, David was on the Packers game last week. Oh, yeah, well, listen, Cousins is a boxer ox. Um, you know, and the Packers came out, stepped on their neck, and then tried to give the game away, and Minnesota just didn't take well, it. Well, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Do you take that into the next week when you look at something like that, David? Like, you were on that game, they were rocking and rocking, and then all of a sudden you're your text and this, this well, Minnesota is going to come back. No. Oh my God! Well, well, like <clears throat> I'll usually look to play the the like it, that was a pretty emotional game, so I would look to fade the the team that got the win in an mm-hmm. emotional game. It, like if they just rolled to an easy game, didn't really use much energy in the third and fourth quarter. Then I would look to play that team. So it's just one of the fundamentals that you want to look at, uh, especially gotcha. especially uh, in an emotional game. And then now they're laying a big number the next game. Uh, that's that's always a good spot. But these two these two twenty point favorites didn't really have 
tough games. They they just rolled, you know, both of them. So hey, hey, Mike, I got good, right. I got good news and bad news for you. All right, let me hear it. I want the bad news first. <laughs> Seattle's going to beat Baltimore by three touchdowns. That's the bad Ooh. news. Wow. All right, that's the bad news. What's the, the good news? The good news is I think they actually have a shot this week against Kansas City. Then they play Cleveland at home, at Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. And there are two reasons that don't make the bet with Dave is – that is the most grisly travel from the East Coast to the Great Northwest in a non-conference game. And at the time, Baltimore could be sitting in the, what, 5-1 to one range, record-wise. And they've got New England in, in the on-deck circle the next week. And it's an out-of-conference game. Seattle is going to take them to the woodshed. So... Find find some other bet to make with Dave. Yeah, Don't make that one. Let's do our weightlifting bet. You know what? Look, we could do both. But Brian, let's see, go run. Dave, Brian has this hatred for me. No, I, no. What did I just I, say? I just said to you, they got a chance to beat the Chiefs, <laughs> and they're going to be five and one. What do What do you want me to say? The Ravens are the eighty five Bears. What do you well, want I from me? Still, I think you're. St- I think you're still a little bit bitter when the Ravens beat the Bills. You owed me wings. Yeah, and, and you never cashed you know, the ticket. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sell. Send you chicken wings cross country and give you salmonella. I mean, everything I do is okay, to so your we'll benefit. And Dave, crack up! It's hilarious. We're we're going to up at the Omaha steaks. Then we'll do it this way. You could you could ship those uh, frozen. I do like a bunch of bets well, though between you. the boys. I do. That's my style. Let's make <laughs> some bets, <laughs> hey, David. David, regard for 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 knowledge and education regarding these moves. Um, on the four o'clock spot, one o'clock games your time. Um, line went from eight to seven on the Raiders game. Obviously, the the, the move was a loser on the Raiders because everybody was bet. I mean, let me ask you, Brian. Is there a real amount of money it takes to move a game from eight to seven? It depends on it depends on what time of week and who's betting. But go ahead, Brian. Yeah, no. Well, that would be. Yeah, I mean, anything around a key number, it takes more. Right. Well, that actually went right. to so, six I mean, and a half. That went, that closed six and a half. It did go to six. Right. So that was a, so that was a loser. Obviously, the Chiefs rock and rolled. Um, I can't understand. How they scored zero points both teams in the second half. Well, we can get into that later. Well, the well, Bears opened at one and went to three. So this goes back to Brian. Our video we did a decade ago. Almost. It's not what you bet, it's when you bet. So depending upon when you bet the Bears, you bet them at one, you're a winner. You bet them at two. I don't think you got to. It just popped right to three, and then you get the bad beat to cover. So that's a middle game for a guy, Dave. Dave, will you do? Will I you did middle that. Like that, like I did middle that game. Okay, you, right, I, you did middle that. I showed him. I showed him. I, I hit. Okay, here's what I did. Uh, I took plus one and a half on Monday night, right before they played. The Bears played uh, Den or not Denver. Uh, who the Bears play? The who? Oh, the Bears Broncos. Okay, okay, and then no, no, the week before. Uh, no, the Broncos. The Broncos Bears, played Bears no, no. Green Bay. The Broncos played the Raiders. So I, I took. I said, okay, I'm going to yeah. take the Bears here, uh, one and a half, because offshore it was, it was Pickham. So I said, okay, this is a good spot to pull the trigger. And then it just got out of hand and went all the way to the Bears minus three. So I took the Broncos uh, with three. And either way, if they hit that field goal or not, I had, I had the win-win on that one. Uh, just, just it's either a one, one point win or a two point win. So, I, so I had it. I had it covered either way. I mean, by the way, you were saying about that one game. 
John, like, well, you, you know, hard to say. How, right. how did they? How did they not score in the second half? You know, the funny thing is, it depends on the quality of team you're talking about, and the score could be 28-14 at the half, and it looks like a track meet. But all of a sudden, if the team is good enough and versatile enough. I, it's like to me. I never understand why they do it, but they all do it. If you're if you're stepping on somebody's neck, keep stepping on their neck. But what they start doing is you get halfway into the third quarter, and they let the score dictate. They're going to start playing the clock, which is insane to me. If you're killing somebody, keep killing them, and then you start playing the clock. It's like you're playing not to lose, and then they run, run. They want the clock running. Request, David. What? Listening to you. Oh. No, no, I'm sorry. I was telling David, accept that request. I'm listening to you. Oh, no, no. Believe me. I mean, it's it's the it's situational, you know, what the coordinators are doing with their game plan. Cause the, but I don't understand. If, if you're sh- – I watch so many times a team is pitching a shutout with a team and the score is 13 nothing, and with, you know – Two minutes to go in the third quarter, all of a sudden they start playing the clock and go to a nickel defense and let them dink and dunk it all the way down. Why did, Why change anything? You were killing them. They do this all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the public got crushed taking Kansas City in the second half of that. And they were just going to roll all over them. I almost pulled the trigger, and I said, I, like, it was too easy, so I let it go. So I let it go. Yeah, no, nothing's too easy. I was going to say, too, about that Raiders game. You know how you said how much does it take to move it? That was a lot of money that was bet Sunday morning on the Raiders plus seven. Because to move it to seven to six and a half on Sunday morning with, with the market uh, so big and the stakes so high, that, that, was, that was some serious money that came in. It, it was wrong. I had the Raiders, too, but that, that was a lot. But the, the eight to... Uh, seven and seven and a half and seven early during the week. That wasn't much money bet at all. Probably not even a hundred thousand to move that. Maybe. Hey Dave, look at your phone. Mike wants to say hi. He's coming on live. With I'll tell, I'll tell you what we'll do, guys. Let's take a timeout. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back on Sports Insider Radio and check. <laughs> invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. 
Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. All right, we're back with you here. Sports Insider Radio. I invite the, you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Dave Miller's here in studio. we got the boys back east. When are you guys coming back out here? So, uh, I to be back before the end of the year, but, you know, our mainstay is March Madness. We absolutely love it. I, well, let me rephrase it. I absolutely love it. I watch every game. I don't leave the poker table. Yeah, and, John, and John's at the cigar bar. And John's at the cigar bar. He goes, dude, you never leave the poker table. Like, I just play the entire time. Like, it's nothing. I just sleep a little bit. I eat a little bit. And basically, I just bet, talk to clients, and play poker. They are a lot of fun, though. I got to admit that. They're fun. Yeah. So, can I ask you a question, uh, David? So, I know you made a futures bet. We don't have to discuss which one it was that you sent over this week. After no, I can, week, I can discuss it. After the NFL season... Okay, so let me ask you: Do you constantly make futures bets as we as the season goes, or was that a value proposition? No, I mean I'm not really. I I have done well on futures bets. I really don't look to to bet them because I feel the takeout is so high. Also, tying your money up the entire season's tough. So so I think in the long run, uh, staying away from any futures bet is the way to go. But I did take the Packers uh, fifteen to one to win the the NFC, and. Uh, Basically, I just felt it should have been like eight or nine to one, and I think some people, when I posted it, thought that I bet that to win to win it all. That was just the NFC. Well, and the the other thing that could come about at the end of the year, if the Packers are playing, let's say, at the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and the Rams are six point favorites, lay a minus two ten for some of it. Or, yeah, or, or no, there's your middle back. Just just take the Packers. Plus the six, and and you got you got basically you got the six point middle. Yeah, I just I just think it was too high. I was looking because I'll take a look at them every week, but I look more at the conferences and uh, uh, the smaller well, stuff. I don't. May look, I ask? Yeah, what? What was may that? I ask about the zero and sixteen futures bet that everybody seems to be betting on gambling Twitter. No, that's is the zero and at thirty to one. It, 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 my, no, it's they'll, they'll win it. No, odds. it's like plus. No, you get like plus four hundred. I saw that one too. You get plus four hundred on that. I they'll think. win a game, right? Well, well, yeah. I mean, so based this guy, on this guy bet three thousand to win a hundred and two thousand for the zero and sixteen spot. It's hard to lose every game, right, Brian? I mean, no, it's, hard that, to lose every it's game. a football game. It's a funny shaped object, you know. Uh, 
they'll they'll catch a spot somewhere. They've got to have a home game against Buffalo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of the show, <laughs> no, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so with college, though, um, are you doing? in-game trading are you doing a lot of halftime betting on the apps david are you oh yeah oh, early in the a week lot between? no a lot i'm more active on that than anybody probably i'm just sitting there every yeah, commercial so if you want to get access to that you know what you got to do vegasringers.com if you want to find out about brian's early nhl and brian's regular selections and his vip plays the insiders game this is where i'm plugging everybody if you want to find out about mike you can over to daytradesports.com and if you want to find out about me obviously the syndicate insider johnsyndicate.com where I assemble everybody uh, you know what can I say other than I still am immersed in baseball Brian I, I think I might cry when baseball ends I think I might cry when baseball ends you know it's funny you try to give a client a baseball game Brian on Monday night football my private I gave him two baseball games and passed on the football and you could have heard the you could feel the the negativity on the other end well, it's, it's insane. If you've been doing good at baseball all year long, you just you can't ignore it because football's back. It make it makes no sense. I mean, I could ignore a game where a quarterback's out, and there's like we were literally. I don't want to talk about that game with David. But I'll talk about it with Brian, with with Mike, which was I mean, I can literally, you. <laughs> you know that that that. I mean, listen, what you, you can't win every game, right? I mean, look, the reality is is that they they're horrible. I mean, I don't know. The Jets are kind of remind me. Of, well, I mean, I the, was here. Here, that was, game. here was the problem. Yeah, that's ugly. Here was the problem. I mean, I, I mean, and it, it still worked out, but because the number got inflated, I think you've got to be adaptable. I mean, I love the I love the Browns with Darnold playing. I love the Browns minus two and a half, and I I said this on the air here that the, the safest play. Safer than the game itself was to play Odell Beckham over 83 and a half yards. That was the best play of that game. That this guy is going to go back there and wants to be on the cover of the New York Post, and he was going back to New York and he doubled the doubled the prop bet. But when the number went up to six and a half, you had to be adaptable. I still like the Browns, but the number ran away. But the the play was the under. And and that was being adaptable because the number forced you somewhere else. I had the Jets and got ripped apart on that one. I took the Jets. I said I wasn't. Well, no one knew the. I mean, the quarterback's going to break his leg. That the backup quarterback. That's the other thing. You know, breaks his leg. But it it was just a yeah loser. The Browns were serious about the game and and yeah move forward. But no, you to just say well the quarterback's out or this I'm going to stay away. I think you lose value. I, I think it's better to first really give it some deep thought each situation and and just see if there's some type of angle first half second half well the, the only thing i would say that, that in week two and, and we say this and then numbers are numbers and we get all that but there are real intangibles that it, you you have to take into account and that is teams knew that if they go oh and two they miss the playoffs 87 percent of the time and the browns lost game one Who's the better team, the Browns or the Jets? And then everybody's talking about Darnold, but the real big loss for the Jets was when C.J. Mosley went out of the game. He was the, He's the guts of their defense. They played their hearts out to hang around. But 
there, week two, there's there's way more motivation in week two than there is in week three, which sounds stupid because every game means the same. But there's a sense of urgency in week two that doesn't exist in any other week until the end of the year. I, I think, though, looking out of the fundamental to back the 0-2 teams this week is, is strong. But I'm not just saying all of them, but in general, uh, that's what I... Well, but I, for many reasons, that and also the, the spread, there's probably value because we just saw them lose for a couple of weeks. The public saw them lose and, and the bookmakers overreact. I'm well, just saying I, in general. I would even ask you guys I, this. I don't, I don't, I'll don't. just ask your opinion. And I, I haven't decided yet. But I, I look at the Giants at Tampa Bay. And I watched the Giants through two weeks, and it was readily apparent in both games that the Jones kids should have come in and played in both of those games. And they didn't pull the trigger. And then Jones now comes in for Manning, and the number, it inflates. All of a sudden, Tampa Bay goes up to almost a touchdown favorite because the rookie quarterback's playing they're making it like there's a drop-off from Manning to the kid. Honest to God, I think it's an upgrade that the kid's in. I think the number went the wrong way. I, I think, though, it would have been like f- five even without that. Tampa Bay looked good. They got the extra rest. But, yeah, no, I definitely well, looked to I, take seven there. Let me let me say that one, one, say this regarding I have early line moves. And, you know, <laughs> you, you talk about the eye test, Brian. There's one game that I actually watched this weekend. Um, and that was the Atlanta-Philadelphia game. And Philadelphia did not impress me at all. And guess what? Eagles opened at 7. They're now 6 in most places. So it'll be interesting, uh, Dave, to see you come off a key number from 7 to 6. Obviously, it opened people eight. were jumping over Detroit. Well, the, the one thing I would say to you uh, on the Eagles, and, and, and you could be spot on, that game... That they they went to the airport and they put a red cross on the on the wing of the plane. I mean, that was an ambulance going home. They lost all their wide receivers. Their tackle guy. Well, yeah. they, they they suffered so but, many injuries during the course of that game. I mean, they, they were a physical wreck walking out of there. Right. Well, let's. Let, and but also regarding money moves, the second biggest money move this week, and you already Brian is the Bills. They opened up three and a half, four. They're now six. Yeah, I think it's an overreaction. Yeah, basically six and a half. Chris is minus six, minus one fourteen. So almost basically six. And, and then half. you got the Vikings. Look at that line. Look at that line, Dave. Vikings went from what seven to nine. Nine, yeah, yep, yeah. And obviously the Patriots. So basically, like you said, when it hits twenty-four, money will start coming in on the Jets. Oh, absolutely. Probably, probably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. If if not. Today, because at some point people are going to start firing. Absolutely on that game, that's a that's a. Spot. So let's get let's let's just for fun we're we're going to do this every week. Let's just give out let's the double digit favorites for fun, guys. If you're listening, these are not this is not investment gambling advice. This is us talking for fun. If we're going to predict it's just for fun, do both favorites cover this week? Double digit the Patriots. No. Cover these does the Cowboys cover with these no no in fact put definitely back the Jets this week me and him went over the the Jets I don't know about Miami that's there's so many unknowns there but you definitely need to back the Jets yeah I I don't think both of them cover And, and the other thing is at some point uh when these teams come in so bad and these other teams have bigger fish to fry they know they shouldn't do it. The coaches tell them don't do it all yeah, week. They take teams lightly. No, abs- that's another thing you have going for you with such a high spread. You know, even if in theory it should be twenty-two and a half, what he just said, 
at the back door. There's so many, just burning clock rather than trying to, no, there's so many things you have going for yourself. It's a funny-shaped object. The funny shape, yeah. In college, though, yeah, well, it's I mean, not the same. But. Remember, Philadelphia is one and one, but, I mean, Philadelphia, I mean, they backdoor <laughs> covered. What was that? The Redskins game was the backdoor cover in that game. Well, no, they were Redskins, they were down uh, big. They were down big. Yeah, and then came back and stepped on their neck, and the Redskins got the backdoor cover. Right, the Redskins got the backdoor. Right, exactly. I mean, again, I don't know if you guys ended that Atlanta game. I think it, what does Atlanta uh, have a bye this week? They're not playing. Uh, well, Mike will yeah. appreciate this. Yes, I did watch that game very, very closely because I've got Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. There you go. <laughs> Let, 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 what about the Browns? Let me ask um, uh, David and Brian. What, you know, what about the Browns? The Sunday night NFL game, obviously, it's going to get a lot of action. The line opened up at two and a half. Now it's three. Uh, Browns one and one. Rams two and zero. Oh. Well, you know, what's your take on that game, just for for the listeners? I don't know that I trust Cleveland. I mean, all this hype. You know, I think they're good. They're they're decent. Uh, Mayfield hasn't, you know, blown my hair back. And I just got a haircut. I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't know. Pro- probably Cleveland, a home dog, a non-conference game. Uh, but I, you know, the Rams have been very systematic and methodic, uh, methodical about what they've done through two weeks, and they're they're spotting Gurley. And I think it, you know if if or, or there's yeah there's I think if they if they really make a focus of getting Todd Gurley going, they can beat anybody anywhere. But I, honestly, I'd maybe take a peek at peek at the Browns as a home dog. That sounded good. All of that. that. That sounded great. That was good. <laughs> but I'm not playing. I have a play on it. Clients got it. I'm not playing. Follow me. Don't miss out. Uh, I, I tell you where I'll go. I'll eventually. Uh, you know, the total on the game is, is probably the way to go. But that's, well, that's so the, real quick. Diff- this this is this is for Mr. Seattle. Seattle is that up is at minus hard. one, and now. Saints open up at minus one, obviously with injuries, and now Seattle's minus four and a half. But overreaction, talking about a half point flip. Well, he he thinks he thinks Bridgewater's pretty good. He's uh, the one. That, real quick, I mean, the, the one thing I would say, and I'm, I, I I don't know about this spot because that's a shock to their system. But we watch <laughs> we watch backup quarterbacks come in. I thought he was okay. But people say, oh, that backup quarterback, he looked terrible. But then he goes and gets a full week of practice with the ones, and the backup quarterback becomes a lot different animal than what you saw last week. Yeah, one to four, one to four isn't really – I mean, it is a big adjustment. I don't know. I don't know. I, it might be too much. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, time flies when you're having fun. I uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Dave, thanks for coming in studio. John and Mike on the East Coast. We'll play it back again next week. And as always, we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number to call is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump says the United States is in a very powerful position with Iran. 
Talking to reporters in Los Angeles, the president didn't elaborate, but he did say... I think my thinking pretty much remains the same, and uh, we haven't learned much that we didn't know. But, but there, is, there is a certain uh, 